Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Empowerment with Elizabeth. Today, I'm here with my sweet new friend, Jillian, and she's going to talk to us about, um, you know, being healthy athletes, whether that's high school or college. So, Jillian, if you want to tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, of course. So, hi, guys. My name is Jillian Johnston. Um, I also competed for the Miss America organization. I was Miss Rhode Island's team 2022. And from that, I am now going to the University of Alabama on a scholarship. And I'm currently in my undergrad degree for dance, and I'm minoring in athletic training. And my talent was dance, which explains my dance major. (laughs) And my CSI when I was Mr. Island's teen was wellness and student athletics, creating healthy athletes. I love it. I love it. So talk a little bit about what got you interested in your CSI in the first place. Yeah. So I've been a competitive athlete all my life. I have been dancing since the age of three, competing since around six or seven. I did a little bit of cross country, which I might not have been the best at, <laughs> um, as well as competitive cheer. Um, And through all of those sports that I was so immersed in, I started developing a lot of anxiety um, and I had a really intense struggle with it. Luckily, I found the courage in myself to speak up to my parents um, where I got the help that I needed. But when I first entered for Mr. Island's Teen 2022, I remember seeing all these news articles um, for three months straight about really bright college athletes that had been committing suicide and I thought that it was really upsetting and thought that I should use my CSI as a platform to talk about something with that like meaning to me yeah I love that um okay so what role This is more like a me question because I was, you know, thinking about your CSI, what questions I wanted to ask you. And this is just me being curious. So I want to know your thoughts on what role that coaches play in athletes, you know, health, whether that be physically or mentally. Yeah, so I definitely feel like coaches have an impact on both physical and mental health because. criticism. I want all of their compliments. I want to know what I can do better, what I haven't been doing well, what I need, what I've been doing great with. Um, And I feel like most athletes, including myself, put their coaches at such a high standard that the only thing they want, they don't care about anything else except for praise from your coach. Um, And coaches can sometimes abuse having that kind of role as kind of like what I see as like a bonding agent of a team because a coach is what keeps everything together right um and coaches can make things harder by just you know like yelling and screaming at people because I've had coaches that have done that before sure. <laughs> it doesn't feel that great um and kind of turn people against each other on a team and that can really be with mental health that also impacts your physical health as well yeah I feel like that's really detrimental especially like you were talking about like with the team aspect like I mean if 
your coach is like pitting people against each other. Like not only is that now like an individual issue that you have to deal with, but also like something. Yeah, and it's, it's, it gets so tough because you feel like you and like, say it's like you and like your best friend that you're on the team with and your coach decides to pit you up against each other. So it, it's just one of those things where it can become so toxic that it affects both your physical and mental health. Like you can stop wanting to eat. Um, you can binge eat, not eat enough, not get enough sleep. All of that stuff can be put into play. Yeah. Yeah. All different kinds of side effects. Um, okay. So what is the most shocking thing that you've learned about your CSI? I would say one of the most shocking things that I've had to learn about my CSI is how people let there be such a stigma around mental health, because I know, especially in the most recent years, especially with COVID, um, mental health has become a huge, huge platform and conversation. Um, But I feel like they leave out athletes and, you know, how athletes are commonly more suspect sorry, more susceptible to having mental health issues because of more daily pressures that are put into their lives. Um, Athletes have to put more things on their plate. Um, They have more social things they have to deal with. So they have to deal with like their school, especially if they're in like college, like myself, they have to deal with social and they have to deal with of course, their sports, they have to make sure that they're eating enough, that they're sleeping enough, that they're doing the best work that they can, like still be social and with their family. And they just sometimes it might feel like they don't have enough time. So I feel like when we see an athlete, like I go to the University of Alabama and people see those athletes as you know, like these shining stars that you see on the television screen, people think, oh my God, their life must be so great, which yeah, their life is great, but they could also be having an immense struggle with like anxiety or depression. And people just don't think about that because they're just like, oh, they have it so good. Like, oh, like he's like the quarterback on the football team. Oh, she's like the head cheerleader. Like there's nothing that could ever be wrong with their life. Like there's like their life is so much better than mine and that's not always the case yeah you know like that wasn't the case and that wasn't my case Mm -hmm. yeah even though I was doing well on competitions I was doing well in competitions you know I was placing like top five top three like first place but that didn't mean I was actually mentally doing well and I feel like that's something that really shocked me and that's something that we need to start integrating into conversations when it comes to mental health that it's not just you know like one type of person it's right. everybody including athletes yeah I feel like people tend to look at student athletes especially at the collegiate level just like on a really shallow level and just kind of assume like oh like I am seeing them everywhere I, they've got brand deals all these things that are like Mm-hmm. super materialistic and like that's kind of what they base their life on and it's like no that's like actually like a whole human being that has like thoughts and feelings and the reason that they have all those things is because they're working their booties off you know so yeah. it's like um, also like most collegiate athletes we see they have scholarships to go to these schools so they think that oh the only reason why they got the baseball or like basketball scholarship is because there's to the school and that's the only reason why they're going is to play baseball or basketball but they forget that one you can't 
major in like football <laughs> or like baseball, you have to actually like take classes and for any and all scholarships, you have to hold a certain GPA, mm-hmm. which is not a low GPA. It's around yeah. like, I know I have to uphold like a 3.5. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you can just completely abandon your book smarts and all your studies once you go into a collegiate sport. And I feel like also on the flip side, um, my I did my undergraduate thesis whenever I was getting my nutrition degree on food insecurity in collegiate athletes. And so I feel like that's the flip side, too, is I think a lot of people think that all athletes get scholarships and really it's a very small percentage. And even if there's some that do get scholarships, it's only like a couple thousand dollars, which in the grand scheme of college does not help. Not a lot at all. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, there's like these two extremes and um, that's another another thing. Yeah. Um, Like with high schoolers, they find so much pressure because all these scouts are coming out um scouts from like just like a couple of local colleges I can name like uh Bryant or like University of Rhode Island uh Providence College like those kind of places like all like the UMass is like, like UMass sorry UMass oh my goodness I can't speak UMass Dartmouth and stuff like that they come in and people are just like oh my god this could be my last chance to play if I don't impress these talent scouts yeah which is another thing that can totally be put in so it's there's just all of these factors that like you don't even think about until like you see it happen it's like oh my god that's like I completely forgot about that that's such a huge thing that can totally like be a factor yeah and I think I mean at the end of the day it just kind of boils down to the fact that like they are humans and they do have a wide range of emotions just like all humans do and I think sometimes we kind of sensationalize them so much that we forget yeah, I feel that. Like, so yeah I feel like we put them on like that huge pedestal to where we forget that they're not just like like for example like Tom Brady I know <laughs> it's yeah. like oh my god Tom Brady it's Tom Brady He's not just this huge, like, quarterback, like, football star, like, winning so many Super Bowls. He is, like, a human being. And he has these, feels these same feelings as us. Like, he goes up, like, he wakes up in the morning, he brushes his teeth, just like every other human being, you know? Totally, totally. Um, Okay, our last question. If you could have, or if you could give one piece of advice to a collegiate athlete, what would it be? See, this one's so hard because when I think about this question, I think of so many things. Um, But what I find to be the most important is speak, like, don't be afraid to speak up if you need to speak up. Yeah. You know, that's the first step into, that's the first step. Mm -hmm. You know, that is what gets you help. Mm -hmm. That is how you tell people that, yeah, I'm actually struggling I'm actually not doing okay. And that's how you get the ball rolling. That's how you get um, to see people that you need to see. Go to support groups. Go to therapy if you need to. Like, I go to therapy, and it helps so much. Um, It tells people that also that you feel comfortable with them and that you are going out to them and you are seeking their help and that you feel 
comfortable with yourself that you know that it's not okay to feel that way anymore and you want to feel better like I remember when I first um told my parents that I needed help Mm -hmm. I was so unbelievably scared um I was like well what are my parents gonna think are my parents gonna be mad um like is it is it going to be upsetting to them? Am I going to lose dance because of this? Um, all of these like thoughts were running through my head and I was so overwhelmed. But when I did end up talking to them, they were so supportive. They immediately, immediately brought me to um, therapist sessions and got me the help that I needed. They helped me with my schedule. They didn't rip me out of anything. <laughs> um, and they just made sure that I felt heard and I felt safe and they wanted me to make sure that I was okay and that I was getting the help that I needed. And over time I was feeling better. I love that. I love that. Well, thank you so much for coming on today, Jillian and sharing information about collegiate athletes and, um, you know, just making sure that we're paying attention to more than just what's on TV with them. I think that's so important and we definitely forget that a lot of the time. So um, I so appreciate you. Thank Zoom you so much for having me on here. Of course, of course. And I will see you guys next time. Bye, y'all.